it's your host Selinas, aka Shorty Duwap, and here goes another Friday that I will be answering questions from my listeners and keep the questions coming, y'all, because I am like just blown away by how much feedback and questions that I have been receiving. I love it. It keeps me going for sure. So please, if you have not um, sent me any questions or this is foreign to your ears hearing, what is she talking about questions? She's answering them. If this is your first Friday tuning in, welcome. But you can send your questions to Life is Everywhere Podcast, the number one at gmail.com. If you um, are following me on my Facebook or my Instagram page, uh, you can send me questions through there. But like I've said before, it's so much more easier to keep track of through my email. So if you want your question answered, you have a better chance of getting it answered on my podcast with sending it through my email. All right, so I don't know if any of you can notice, but my voice is a tad raspy and it's been this way, I want to say probably about three, four days. <laughs> Maybe you've noticed it on my last two episodes, but it's just, I love to sing a lot and so I do so throughout my day and I think I have been either singing too much or just too loud and my vocal cords are a little wacky. So if my voice is cutting in and out, it's just my voice. There's nothing, see, <laughs> there's nothing I can really do to change that as far as the editing goes. So bear with me. I am going to just go with the flow. Now with these questions, I usually put them in some sort of order and I chose to not go that way with this one because I've gotten so many that I'm just going to answer them as I go and let it just flow as is. So the first one asks me, in your opinion, what's the best way to get over an ex? And I would have to say it would be by just getting rid of the memories, not in your head of course, but by helping the memories in your head kind of just fade away in a sense you have to get rid of the physical things so text messages pictures um even gifts there's a lot of times that you get a gift from someone and as beautiful and wonderful that it is you kind of got to get rid of it to truly get over an ex now if you have cordially just ended it, you know, with them, then I don't feel you have to go to the extreme of getting rid of things. But if it's somebody that you absolutely feel you want to get out of your head and day-to-day -day living and however, then you need to erase all of those pictures and text messages and get rid of that t-shirt that you're holding on to for no reason. Even that random pair of socks that you just found when you were doing laundry, like, wow, this was at the bottom of my basket. Let me throw it away. Do not wash them nor keep them. Get rid of it. Anything that in a sense reminds you of this person and doesn't bring any good energy to you, you have to get rid of it. Of course, if it's not possible for you to physically throw it in the trash, 
figure some way around the situation to where you get your mind off of this person. And how do you do that? Well, sometimes you just have to tell yourself. You have to tell yourself, self, I'm not going to think about this person anymore. I am going to stop this thought right now, right here, and move on to my next thought, which is going to be something great and beneficial towards me and my life right now. That's it. That's simple. It really is. Don't make things harder than what they are. A lot of people do this and you are just manifesting a greater problem that's not even there. So next question, did someone help plant the seed of self-development with you? Yes, absolutely. I will say that there were two people that did and one of them resonated a little bit more than the other and that person was my mentor. It was when I decided to take the path of becoming an insurance broker, a life insurance broker. And she was the one that kind of got me going with everything and um, just directing my path on what I should do and, and not do in choosing this career. And just by that, she helped me so much and that turned into a friendship. She did live in West Virginia and she has recently moved to Florida, but I think she moved back now if I'm not mistaken. But anywho... She helped me out so much. I drove out to meet her. We went to a huge conference in Washington, D.C. dealing with the life insurance. And we got really close during that time. We shared some just intimate things about each other. And she helped me a lot during the time I was dealing with that very toxic person that I have talked about in other episodes and she really gave me like that backbone that I lacked. She made sure that I did get the cops involved, that I did report him, that I did go all the way with this one because he needed to be the last man that ever put his hands on me and brought this toxicity into my life. And I am so thankful for her still to this day. We don't really talk anymore, but I feel that just shows that people come into our lives for a reason. There is a purpose for that person being in your life. And many times it's seasonal. They're not there forever. They have a chapter in your life and that chapter is read and completed and put away, but it sticks with you. Like, what was the purpose of this person being in my life? What did I take from that relationship? No matter the relationship, that it should have been something beneficial to you. And that one for sure was for me. So thank you for this question and allowing me to think about her because I do think about her often and send the best vibes her way always because she truly is a phenomenal woman. And if you are listening right now, I just want to thank you always for being that person for me. You truly were life-changing and you planted a seed that continues to grow every day. And I do not feel that you give yourself enough credit in who you are as a mother, a woman, a wife, a daughter. You are amazing and just keep shining, glowing, glowing. 
I follow you on social media. You know that I am truly a number one fan. All right, next question. What are your views on social media? Well, my views about social media are just use it to your advantage. There is so much on social media that can steer you down the wrong path. So I feel as long as you use it in a beneficial, positive way, I don't see anything wrong with it. I do feel a lot of people consume a lot of their life on social media. And again, if you are one of those people that you spend so much time on social media, just pay attention and be mindful to who you follow, what you're reading, what you're looking at, what are you investing your time in, what is your mind spending its time on, because whatever you are seeing on a daily basis, that consistency of the negativity, of the not going anywhere, of the not planting any positive seeds in your life, all of that is going to start to grow onto you and become a part of your life. And it is that serious. Whoever you are following on social media, if they are someone that is always speaking vulgarity, posting nudity, nothing that is going to trigger something in you that is going to allow you to grow and prosper, you need to change your following. You need to veer a different route. Now, you're not going to be able to erase it all. And I understand and I get it. But there is a moderation to it, in a sense, when it comes to social media. You cannot follow 10 people that's negative, negative, and one positive. Follow 10 positive and maybe the one negative. Because you have to have that balance, too. Those reminders, like, man, I've grown so much. Look at things that I used to post. You may see something and just, it reminds you, like, I no longer want to be that person. So, It's okay. I'm not saying just start all over and throw your whole friend list away. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but sometimes you do have to do a cleaning and just realize, man, I'm, I'm following people that aren't really wanting to go anywhere in life, that their life is surrounded by alcohol and drugs and partying and the just explicit lifestyle. So just be mindful. And if you're going to spend your whole day on social media, get something from it. Learn something new every day, something that can truly benefit your life for the better. That was actually something that I learned at the conference in Washington, D.C. They spoke a lot about the type of people that you follow on social media and you choose to listen to and view their lives on everyday occasions and the impact that it can make on you. So if you are trying to be successful, if you are trying to clean your life up, if you are trying to gain some sort of positivity on a daily basis, you truly need to change the people that you are following and allowing to have any sort of influence on you. I know when I started doing this in my life, I realized the shift in energy almost immediately. It felt so good to follow people that love life that truly, genuinely care about the well-being of themselves, their family, and others. It really does make a difference. So good luck with that. I am rooting for you to make that change. If you need to, please start on it right after this episode. (laughs) Next question. Do you feel a female can have a male best friend and vice versa? 
Yes. I can think of two amazing male friends right now and they are people that I can count on that have my best interests at heart. They are not a distraction to me. They love me. They care about me. They have proven their loyalty for me and vice versa. I feel anybody should be able to be your friend. It does not matter whether the sex is male or female. It is what it is. If this person is a genuine soul and they have a genuine heart and they have proven their loyalty and love to you, then they ought to have that title as your friend and you should never have any hard feelings for that. Now, if it's dealing with you being in a relationship and your significant other is having an issue with you having an opposite sex best friend, then that is something that you guys need to discuss within your home. And I feel this person, as far as like your best friend goes, should be almost in the very first few conversations you have ever had with the person that you call your significant other. I feel that boundary there should have been set already so that there's no surprises, so that you guys aren't six months to a year in and they are just now hearing about this best friend. So then yes, I could possibly understand a little bit more why they may feel upset about the situation, but even then you have to have a sense of security within yourself as an individual to not allow something like that to impact you. Again, as long as that best friend has your best interest at heart and is not a distraction for your relationship with your significant other and is not disrespecting you nor your friendship nor your relationship however then so be it I would never allow myself to date a man that is not okay with my best friends and again these conversations will be a part of our getting to know each other stage so that we can address it right then and there. If there's going to be an issue, then there's no reason for us to continue getting to know each other and trying to be in any relationship other than just friends. That's just me. Man, I don't know if it's motorcycle night tonight or what, but if you hear motorcycles in my background, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I did not schedule them to be coming by right now as I'm trying to record. I'm just working through it. All right, next question. What is your greatest regret? Uh, anytime I've been asked this question, I always go to the answer of not having any regrets because we shouldn't regret anything that we have done or have gone through or however, because it's just this huge gumbo pot of who you are, what makes you, you, you know? But I will say something that I think about in a sense often that I wish I would have been more mature in my life as far as choosing men and allowing my kids to be introduced so soon to these men, that's something that I say I regret. I regret my kids meeting everyone that I had been dealing with because it wasn't fair to them, especially when I knew that there was nothing going to be long lasting and fulfilling for us as a whole I should have just kept them away but I will say it's really hard to be in a dating world and be a single mother of two boys and their dads aren't as involved as they ought to be so to just be like hey can you grab the boys for a couple of days I'm gonna go hang out with so-and-so or not even have to tell them that but just to pick up their kids for a couple of days it wasn't really going to happen so the dating world 
to me should have just been not of an existence and just focused on my kids. So, but it went the way that it went. And I finally put my foot down in my own life within my own self and got a hold of me and things that I needed to work on. And I started working on them. And I will remain single for a long period of time because I owe it to not only myself, but I owe it to my children. All right, we are on the last question of this episode. And this one was a good one. I even had to reach out to my Facebook family to help me out with this one because I was a little, how do they say, in the pickle about it. So the question is, if you have a boy and a girl as your children, should you be more rough with the boy than the girl? Why? So I'm going to read some of the responses that my uh, Facebook family has given, and I'm just going to stick with that. I'm not really even going to give my opinion on it because I'm leaning more towards just sticking to your morals and your values, but I'm going to read some of these off. Some are a little lengthy, so I have cut them down some, and pretty much everyone had, in a sense, the same view, so I'll just read a little bit of everyone. Stephanie R. says, My fiancé views it as a yes. However, I do not agree, which it is a tough topic as we do want another child in the future. I believe that both gender children should be disciplined the same, played with the same, given the same opportunities, same amount of love and reassurance and chances in life. Melissa D says, I think everything should be equal. Boys have emotions just like girls have and they have to learn to deal with their emotions the correct way. I don't believe in the act like a man attitude. I believe this is why domestic violence is still a huge problem. I do not believe boys are taught how to deal with their emotions. They are taught to suck it up. Little boys deserve compassion just as much as little girls. Christopher M says no and his reason is facts over feelings. <laughs> That's my hashtag. Jan J says okay I'm a mother of a boy and a girl. To me I'm more rough on my daughter and more stricter than my son because she's a girl. I do implement the same rules on both. They know better. They know what I expect out of them. However at times it doesn't work out that way. Um, Wendy S says we would be able to raise them exactly the same if that was the world that we lived in. But to be honest, there are very different pressures and rules for each of the genders. And even in my house, different rules for kids of different decades apart in age. So as I would very much like to say that we parent them the same, we don't. We provide the same foundations, morals, and ethics. But the truth is we have different expectations for each kid all around. Monique A, she actually asked a question, which I thought was pretty valid. She said, how do you teach your children about equality when you raise them unequally? Hmm. <laughs> Martin K says, my answer is no, you shouldn't choose one to be more tough on just because of gender. He also says, some people have traditions, but giving the kids their options of how they want to conduct their lives in their future is important and part of them growing. Being a leader to them and showing examples is a huge part of being that parent and teaching them what's okay, what's not, and what things we must figure out on our own to grow. And I feel all of these are amazing answers and I truly thank you guys for your feedback. Anybody that is listening to this episode that did answer and I just read your answer, I appreciate you. I love the fact of having morals and values in everyone's home and everything and anything 
that is taught in the home is what triggers that child to be who they are outside of the home. So whatever's going on in between your four walls, you need to make sure that it is done with love, with positivity, with sternness, with compassion, with nurturing, and just overall be yourself. I do not agree with a parent trying to mold their child into what they want them to be or who they want them to be. Let your child be themselves with, of course, guidelines and rules and, you know, that they must follow in your home to respect themselves and your home. So with that, I am going to close this episode. It was good. (laughs) I'm telling you, I love these questions and I love answering them. I like having this free flowing Friday and facts over feeling, faith over fear hashtags that I like to follow with all of my answers. Again, if you have a question for me that you would like to be aired on my podcast, email me, life is everywhere podcast, the number one at gmail.com. And like I always say, change your perspective change your attitude, change your mind, and you change your life. I believe in you. So believe in you too. Until next time.